This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast on The Amazing Spider-Man. Hello, welcome 
to a special Shania Fanboy podcast on The Amazing Spider-Man. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello, Connor. And Josh Flanagan. Howdy, everybody. We are from MyFanboy.com, and normally we come to you every week talking about the week's books and the Pick of the Week podcast, but we also talk to you about comic book movies and any, really anything we, we care to talk about. We have that power. There's no hard and fast rules. Uh, so we talked about uh, the Avengers earlier. We were talking about Batman coming up, but now The Amazing Spider-Man, the least talked about superhero movie of the summer. And uh, there will be spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie, you know, pause the show or don't. It <laughs> 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 doesn't really matter. Um, I will start things off by saying I thought, first of all, I didn't love the Raimi films. I, lo- I liked the second did, one a lot, did, but I didn't. I hated the third one. I thought the first one was really boring. Did you have yeah, uh, gr- diminishing returns on that? Did you find, or did you just not like them from the beginning? No, I didn't know. Ron will attest. The, we walked out yeah. of the very first one, and I said that wasn't very good. Yeah, and and I'll be I'm there with you. I've never really I didn't you know like I enjoyed them. I thought they were right. I liked I liked moments of them, but I didn't like um, um, overall. I I never, was never in love with Tobey Maguire as um, Peter Parker and whatever. And I, personally, I everyone was like too soon for a reboot. And why is Sony doing this? But like I've been excited for this one. Yeah. Like from every everything I've seen from the get go, I like Mark Webb as the director. I, I'm a big fan of Andrew Garfield. Um, so you know, I was I was you know I'm pretty excited. I was pretty excited going into this. My my take on this film is it was a deeply flawed film that I enjoyed parts of. Oh, we're just getting right into the movie. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Oh, we're just, we're just uh, getting, whoa. Uh, I, I would say I would say I I mostly enjoyed it. Um, but I had I had some issues. I had there were some problems. Yeah, so, I yeah. Uh, I liked the other ones. Uh, no, uh, no, not three. Nobody likes three, but uh, at all. Um, it's funny because I really liked the other films. I think um, I never realized before uh, how much of Raimi films they were. I guess I mean I knew they kind of were, and I thought that was fun. I used to be a bigger Sam Raimi fan than I am today, um, but I always sort of liked uh, Tobey Maguire, and I, and I thought it was fun. But uh, I liked this one a lot more than those. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. I, I was, and I was surprised at it. Uh, I was, I actually really enjoyed this movie, and I absolutely recognized that there were flaws. There were uh, gigantic un, untied threads uh, left at the end. <laughs> Huge holes. <laughs> Yo, I didn't care. I walked out and I was yeah. like, I, I had a ton of fun. And, and it's really easy for me to sort of figure out what the things that I liked about it were. Well, the, the strength was the, ca- the, I thought the cast. Yeah. I thought the, yeah. the, and, and Mark Mark Webb's an indie yeah. director. He did 500 Days of Summer, which made me obsess over my ex-girlfriends for a And I hated that. That's another, like. I so. love that. Oh, I, I know, I know. I love that. Um, no, I know you guys did. He, so he excelled, I thought, in the character interactions. I thought the. The Gwen Peter stuff. Every time they were on camera together, was just golden. Oh, and those boots and, and, and the socks. It was, it was <laughs> the, because, <laughs> the boots and the socks. God. It was funny because because the one the one thing that I that I thought was interesting was that it was almost like Spider Man became an afterthought. Well, yes. you, know, you know, like and like that like there was not a lot of time spent in costume. There was not a lot of time. It, and one of the big one of the big problems was I think the pacing of it and that it it, it felt very dragged the out. The pacing and and the, and the storylines that and we'll we'll get, we'll get to well, that. Minute, yeah. that was the biggest but, but I was gonna say that the, the, the pacing was so long it was so dragged out it took him so long to to get to the origin aspect of it but then we didn't it was just like okay now he's spider-man and it was just it was very light in terms of depth on the origin aspect yeah well um, I I going into this I was hoping they weren't gonna retell the origin I was just like just do a spider-man movie He's Spider-Man. We know who Spider-Man is. Just go with it. Well, See? the problem with that is they're, they're, the whole mythology of this trilogy they hope to do is based on the origin. The, the, the whole storyline of the parents is going to be the, the mythology of the, 
Which I, I which I hope so because Lord knows they they underused Campbell Scott. You got a great <laughs> actor like Campbell Scott and he's in it for like thirty seconds. You know, I wasn't looking forward to this at all. Like, I expected nothing of it. And when I went in, I thought, I don't, I don't really want to watch another Spider-Man origin. But at the end of the day, I didn't feel like you did. I felt like they did. They gave it more time and they made it better. Primarily because this time I was like, wow, Martin Sheen was a lot better than that other Uncle Ben. <laughs> a lot better. And it wasn't just because he was Martin Sheen, but it was because you spent more time with him. You liked him. You got to see how charming he was. They killed off the other guy immediately just trying to rush through it and get to everything. And I, I thought it worked out much better for that. Yeah, I agree. Did, did Martin Sheen get new teeth? His teeth always look like that. Yeah. Always like that? Okay, yeah I, if I ever entered into some sort of 80s scenario like my two dads where I have two comic book movie dads um, and I, we live in a loft apartment in Chicago, wherever the hell that was. Uh, I hope for I hope that it's Michael Caine's Alfred and Martin Sheen's Uncle. What Ray. do we do when we fall, sir? <laughs> I hope. That, I really hope I'll get lots of great life lessons. There'll be lots of pats on the back. You're only you know? supposed yeah. to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> she was only she was sixteen. Sixteen years old. <laughs> I've been working on that constantly, and I was just happy for the chance. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Martin Sheen was great. Uh, I thought he was he was a great uncle. But I mean, they, interestingly, they they changed a lot. If you think about Raimi's movie, it was pretty faithful to the tr- yep. you know the, the the tropes of the original Spider-Man origin, from the wrestling to the to the uh, robber who kills Uncle Ben. Here, that's completely different. Which I didn't really necessarily have a problem with. It was sort of as long as the the, the main points are there. And it had the and it had the and it had the elements. I mean, like he he you know basically. I mean, it had you know they changed it they changed it around a little bit. They had a wrestling aspect that you know that's where he gets the inspiration for the for the costume. Um, they didn't go as deep into it as Raimi did, um, but like the biggest and this is where we get into the problems. The biggest problem was so Uncle Ben gets shot by a random robber and, and Peter starts using his powers to go try and just never finds the guy who does it. And like, there's no resolution to that. Well, I think also that's probably coming too. I think they're really stretching this out to a three issue story. And also, a, like, yeah. I think the point of that being that he he was like, "This is a waste of my time. I should be doing something else." That's right. sort of how I justified it in my mind. And I, and I did notice that stopped. Like we said, there are a bunch of obviously dangling plot threads. What happened to yeah. Doctor uh, Rafa, Rafa, or whatever his name was, Rafa? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, left hanging in the car. What what happened to going to find the dude with the tattoo on his? I didn't really care. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I I totally was having fun with it, I, and I and I and I can old, I can, you know, like I, I'm watching him going, God, maybe they, maybe maybe they won't kill Uncle Ben in this one, yeah. and I was like, I, I kind of hope they, but you know, they have to, and then I'm watching later, I'm like, I think I'm gonna have to kill Gwen too. Is that gonna happen in this one? Yeah, when when he threw her out at, at yeah. uh, when they were in the when they're in the high school, and he goes, okay, I'm gonna throw her at the window now, and throws her at the window, and then webs her and pulls her back. I'm like, no, don't do that. That was, <laughs> that was really fucking with like the thirty thousand people who understand what that means. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like that was a lot of trouble to go through to sort of drop that in there. But it was, but it was also was cool. a funny beat for everyone else. Yeah, the theater laughed. Yeah, yeah. At it, you know, um, I thought, um, but her back I, went I thought, backwards. I thought Sally Field got completely underused. I mean, we only ever time we saw Aunt May. That, that was the one thing. I, and if you haven't had a chance, go to the site, go to ifanboy.com and read Paul Montgomery's review, which is possibly one of the best movie reviews I've ever read. But the one thing I disagree with them is I didn't think there was any nuance in Sally Field's uh, uh, portrayals Aunt May at all. All we got a sense of was that she can cry. 
Well, it, it was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. And, and at the end, and like I'm. So, and I'm sorry. Like I thought it was good that that Peter kept on getting beat up, and there were some actual real world kind of consequences to fighting and stuff like that. But you come home like that, and nobody just nobody exhales and hugs you. You know, what I mean, that's like calling nine one one beat up level. I thought know? he was going to tell her. I mean, we all did. That was the point. But no, yeah. you're right. I I love that he got the shit beat out of him. I thought that was fantastic yeah. because it's something that they they'd skipped over before. It's and I I don't want to compare this to the other movie. By the way brilliant choice is not putting jay jonah jameson in brilliant yeah, yes. choice because you're just if nothing you're not going to beat that and also he he worked in Raimi's movies better because he's cartoony and in this he wouldn't have fit he's much more grounded i liked the tone much more than the Raimi movies. yeah i did too which, which yeah. is a much more realistic grounded tone i thought uh they used the powers much better and i thought that yes. the, the yeah. fact that the, the most, a lot of the effects were practical, as opposed to the really cartoony CGI that they were using the old Spider, the other Spider-Man movies was was much better. I thought the everyone groans at parkour, but I thought the that was a great actual use of, for this particular character. It actually sure. fit that he bounces around when yeah. he when he runs and jump jumps in a weird. You know that really the physicality of Spider-Man was really impressive. I, I thought it was great. I mean, it was funny when the when the Raimi movies came out, we're like and we were blown away because it's like wow, I, I never I seen see Sp- like that. I can see Spider-Man swinging through New York City, but now seeing this, this puts those movies to shame. I mean, I thought it was great. I thought it was. Um, I thought the the web shooter was awesome. I lo- I loved the whole the whole thing how it came together as Spider Man. Um, I, I thought it was. I, I admit it was a little hokey, but I got a little uh, you know, like a little misty when all the when the the guy whose uh, kid Peter say Spider Man Thomas saved. Howell, see Thomas Howell, Pony Boy, Pony Boy. <laughs> I was like, is that? That's Pony Boy. Yeah. But like when they moved all the cranes so we can go up Sixth Avenue quickly, I was like, that's New York. That's awesome. Well, that's, that, you know, that brings up a really good point is that um, the other movie wasn't shot in New York. They, they were yep. shot in, in L.A. and they were shot in Canada. And they felt kind of like New York. But this one was in Queens. It yeah. felt they, like New York. They, they, and I... The house that that yeah. May lived yeah. in was in my old neighborhood in Brooklyn. It was yeah. two blocks from my. I mean, there. I was just watching it go, and I was like, "That's really this is New York City." It was like the grubby floor of the of the city, in, in a way much better than the other film had done. And I, I really like, you know, like when he's walking at the end, and he sees that graffiti on the sort of bridge underpass, you know, and that's sort of behind that fence. I was like, they really captured the feeling of the city a lot better um, than some. And you know, like like Gwen's apartment was clearly an apartment in the city. You know, yeah. and it was, that part was a lot of fun. The only the only thing wrong with that was that there's no way you've got a glass front door in Queens, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad move. <laughs> I don't care what part of Queens you're in. <laughs> also, well, that, so was the cop independently wealthy, or was he on the take, or what? Because that that Central Park West apartment it's was pretty... been in his family. Well, also, his wife works in up. publishing. I mean, well, he's yeah. a captain, but he's so, a boss. anyway. Um, so flaw flaw wise, I thought there was a lot of problems. Um, I thought. We talked about how fact it felt really choppy, and there was a and everyone's read it, but we'll mention it anyway. There's a website called Badass Digest, which did a story about how they went they went through because they released a lot of footage, a lot of trailers, a lot of stills from this movie before it came out, and they went through all those things and found tons of stuff that were in these trailers that were not in the final film, and they basically seemed to have cut out the entire subplot regarding Peter's origins and his ties to Dr. Connors and his ties to his parents, and there's apparently a lot of stuff got left on the cutting room floor. That would have dramatically changed the story, and that I think really it makes sense when you read this article and then go back and look at the film about how much they just whole piece of the movie just disappear, and I think a lot of it leads to that choppy feeling you feel watching the movie. Yeah, 
Um, uh, what, so the, the, I, I, I like the, uh, there's been a lot of criticism, but I like the idea of pulling Peter's parents into it. I know Marvel's Marvel's done a little bit with that. They made them agents of shield or something like that in the comics, but I like pulling in the parent, the, the parents and the aspect of tying it into the research. And, and I thought that was good. I, I actually liked Risa Fons or whatever his name is as Kirk Connors. I thought that was good. Um, but it goes from zero to wackadoo real quickly. Yeah, like I, really quick, and then and then and the other thing is that like when so when he gets fired and then he takes to the sewers, it's like where is he getting the power for all that equipment in the sewer? That's <laughs> tapping into a power line. I mean, <laughs> he's a he's a giant lizard man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, this actually that's one of the things that uh, that Paul on our on the written review had brought up is that he, the the villain wasn't terribly compelling or deep, um, and I felt I felt that to a certain extent, but in a little bit I felt like it was a uh, once he was running around, it felt like a bit of a monster movie. And I kind of liked that. I was like, this really feels like a Spider-Man villain, like he was bigger and he was faster than Spider-Man. Like he was the lizard, you know, sort of the one that we knew from the comic books. And he was brought to life very well in sort of the action part of that, the sort of physical threat part of that. You know, you're watching basically two kinds of animals go at each other. Um, And I I really enjoyed that part, Uh, you know, as he's sort of rampaging through the city and nobody can stop him. It felt, I know we've seen a lot of comic book movies, but it felt like one of the sort of better action villain parts of these superhero movies i think uh in that sort of cartoony action sense as opposed to like the psychological heath ledger kind of thing it's a very different sort of villain i guess yeah um so i enjoyed that i thought i thought it it those sort of fight scenes uh took on something that i think it was right up there with the dr octopus fight scenes which i think were the closest that any of the other uh, movies got to sort of showing what these guys would look like in the real world in a fight situation i just i feel like there was a great movie in there and yep. then, they, then the studio, the studio decided for whatever reason to chop out a chunk of it, mm-hmm. and it left a very sort of disjointed movie, which had great aspects to it. It really did. I, I enjoyed it overall. I didn't love it. I mean, um, that, 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 yeah, that's kind of. I had I a net- good time watching it, but I didn't yeah, that's, love it. That, that, that's kind of where I net out too. Like I walked out of it thinking, you know, it's like I liked it, but it fell short. It's like if I had to, like give, you know, like I kind of give it like a B minus. You know, uh, maybe C plus, you know, like it's like it was, you know, it's not we're not I don't think, you know, and we've had some offline conversations and people have compared it to Green Lantern and all that. Like, I don't think I don't think we're talking this extremely bad as it was. I think that there was potential. I and like I said, I really liked Andrew Garfield. I mean, I liked him. I I liked him. He blows Tobey Maguire out of the water. Like even the the personal the personal. Yeah, he's the personalization in being Spider-Man, like the scene with the with the car with the car thief. Yeah. Like that, like I never, Toby, you never saw Toby Maguire do that. That's the wise cracking Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Toby Maguire wasn't funny when he tried to be funny. And this is not, I'm not blaming him, it's a script. Yeah. When he tried to be funny, it, it came up as really cheesy and unfunny, which is one of the things I really hated about those other movies. Yeah. He was genuinely funny here and he was a motor mouth and he, when he was, when he was Spider-Man. Yeah. I like that, 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 uh, contradiction a lot and that he had, he had Kevin Arnold disease as Peter Parker. Yep. Where he wouldn't and like like extreme Kevin Arnold disease, where he wouldn't say anything, which was almost overdone, but kind of painful to to watch, but not unrealistic. Right. Yeah, I, I thought the, I, the, I, the scene I, the scene the scene of Peter asking Gwen out, I thought was great, and that played up to Webb you wanna, as well as the, or we the could, two of them. You know, or the other. You know, he never said anything, and that was fun. But you know, what you're saying is right. Like they pushed a lot of those things forward. All of a sudden, there like you want to come to dinner. All of a sudden, he's got a Spider Man outfit. You know, all of a sudden. The lizard has his plan. Those are the problems that I think I saw pace-wise, but I, I kind of got over it. Uh, also, my other problem with the lizard was that they had it for a moment with the lab coat, but then it ripped off and yeah. fell off. Keep the lab coat on always. 
<laughs> it's not it's not hard. Just keep how, the lab coat on. How much better is CGI now than just oh, yeah. just a little Ten while ago? ago. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that the, the scene at the end with the, the, the webbing through the city and and swinging through the city like that. I'm like that's there's McFarlane. I uh, yeah, like, we, yeah. We just saw McFarlane Spider Man on the screen. He didn't so. get any, he didn't get any money for it either. Todd Todd made a call. Why do you talk like that, Todd? <laughs> um, I didn't like the FPS shots at all. They felt disjointed and out of place. Yeah, it felt like they were just trying to. They were trying to exploit 3D. The, yeah, I didn't see it in 3D, so I don't know the I difference. I can see that. 3D, didn't, 3D didn't bother me. It didn't. It wasn't that bad. It, it didn't. Match I mean, it wasn't. Visually. Yeah. Um, yeah, the FPS stuff, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm like, eh, give or take it. But it wasn't, it wasn't obnoxiously 3D. I thought it just, it, I've gotten used to 3D. It's like, it's fine. I'll watch it in 3D. It's like all these people who are anti-3D. I think, you know, you're tilting at windmills. I'm not but, anti, um, and I just don't go. I prefer not to. But right. you don't wear glasses. I got to wear two glasses no, at one time. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not my fault. It's not <laughs> my fault either. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying you to got think of very GOP on me there. So, yeah. the, so, the, so on, on their official Facebook page, the uh, they they posted that the Amazing Spider-Man is the first installment in a movie trilogy that will explore how our favorite hero's journey was shaped by the disappearance of his parents. So they are shaping this whole right. uh, epic as the. So we'll we'll figure. I mean, I I think I'm only speculating that they they took this stuff out of the first film to expand on it in the second and third films. I don't know, but. It doesn't make any sense otherwise why you would take out a good chunk of, of the movie and leave. I mean, someone made a good point that uh, somewhere, I don't remember who, that if you, when, when Peter's Googling his dad, he, he comes up with an article about him having died in a plane crash. Uh, a car why, crash, I thought. No, it was a plane crash. Why, why, why then was he mad that his father never came back? Yeah. Like clearly, I think it was in the, Buzz, I think it was in the Buzzfeed, BuzzFeed article actually. Like clearly they changed things a last minute. Yeah, that his parents just originally I think it was supposed to be his parents just disappeared and were never seen again. Now he, you know, in the movie he sees that his parents died, and, and I think they 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 changed things last minute because it doesn't make sense. So there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense, but it's balanced out very well by the performances. Almost everyone in the film, uh, yeah. Emma Stone was great. She's got gigantic eyes. She was she was great. I thought she. I mean, she was Gwen Stacy. I mean, like like talk about. I mean, like the, the funny thing was is that like if you, it's hard to not keep comparing it to the Raimi movies, but it's like Kirsten Dunst was never Mary Jane. It was always Kirsten Dunst be playing Mary Jane, but Emma Stone was Gwen Stacy. Does that make sense? I, the only thing I thought uh, I've heard this is that they were a little advanced for high school kids, like the yeah. the the. the coincidence of her working in the lab and being really technically adept um, yeah. <laughs> was was a bit much and she i mean I, we've seen her play teenagers lots of times but she actually did come off as a little older than than high school uh yeah they both they both are at that that edge it yeah. was uh at one point she said something about being like 17 or something and i just but it, sm- but it, giggled because it's like there's you, yeah. you know, that was 10 years but ago it also it did feel like <laughs> high school in in that like like the shit at the beginning with with Flash and just being in the hallway like I was like that's that's right that's uncomfortable. But then there was a couple there was a couple of weird choices though like when Peter catches the football that was gonna hit her in the head and throws it and it hit, bends the yeah yeah like everyone saw it does not no one th- they, put two and two together that was a I gag. Mean, they it was totally, a gag that didn't need totally, to happen they, though. They overdid yeah they overdid his powers the the, the strength that I thought that's the one I agree with you there I think they overdid the the him getting used to his powers type thing. But I, I do uh, think that it worked as an, a really nice metaphor for sort of the awkwardness of teenage. Like sure, I felt right. that a like, lot with, without the crowd of people standing there watching him yeah. break the uprights. I mean. Yeah. You know I mean, that, was, that was similar to the Tobey Maguire cafeteria scene. Exactly. Yeah, yeah but well, like I liked that he was I liked that he was actually really like an angry. 
like he was mad about everything for a while and i thought they, they pulled that across and again it's sort of in that teenager motif like he just doesn't know what to do with all those emotions and he's knocking knocking flash down in the gym was great but then jumping half the court and and yeah. horizontally dunking was mm-hmm. like again is no one else gonna put all this stuff together and say hey this kid can fly right yeah and bend well, the skateboarders man <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 there was a lot to like. There was also a lot. That it left you scratching your head, going, "What is you know? What is going on?" It right. certainly wasn't X Men First Class in that the movie we didn't hear about suddenly became awesome. It was sort of this movie. Okay, there's a reason why it's not generating as much buzz as the other two. Yeah. I'm I'm really I'm the opposite guy in this one. Like it just that stuff just didn't bother me. It, mm-hmm. It's interesting. Uh, I guess maybe I just needed to get out. Were you high? <laughs> I, I, I'm rarely not, Connor. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, so so ra- ratings, 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 ratings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Oh, what scale are we using? Let's use five stars out of five stars. Three. I think three is a fair fair yeah, number. I did th- three and a half, and the, the half is at Garfield. I, I could live with that. Josh, I, I'm I'm I want to be like 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 like. Three and seven eighths, you know what right. I mean? Like I'm, I'm like not quite, three, I'm nine. not quite four, but three and a half feels low. Like I, I really enjoyed it, but I recognize there are technical problems, but I got past it with just sort of an overall enjoyment. Yeah, overall, I mean the the from the performance to the special effects, Uncle to the Spider- Ben, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben made that movie for me, and you know I'm a you know big West Wing fan, so so not. so what is your so your rating is what three point seven five? Yeah, I'll go with that. All right, we'll see you next week. No, we won't. Well, almost. uh, You know, that was Spider-Man. We're going to have Batman The Dark Knight Rises a week after Comic-Con. So we'll be back in two weeks for that. Um, And then we have... we G.I. Joe got bumped to next year. So we're running out of film. That's crazy, by the way. (laughs) And there was a lot of marketing out there. Like, something must have gone horribly wrong. They realized, hey, the biggest star in the movie, we killed him off in the first... 10 minutes so we need to go back and undo that so that's what they're doing God. they're bringing Duke back woohoo as she, um, she was only 15 years <laughs> I'm old excited for, I'm excited for another for the next volume of this I want to I'll, I'll go I'm, I'm, I, I'm optimistic for the, the rest of this trilogy well, you know? the, the movie's flaws weren't the characters of the setting so in that sense yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to going back into the world it's just uh, the technical aspect there's no way that's not a better movie oh yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying you got a young filmmaker you know they've got to do it fast, otherwise these people are going to be retiring. Uh, you know, Andrew Garfield's already getting the lines on his face that you get. Yeah. When you're, I mean, have you ever seen like the? I think it's the Red Riding trilogy that. Have it on Netflix. I'm ready to that watch he, it. it's like a uh, Northern English uh, murder mystery that he plays a journalist, and, and that was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that he did that. Oh, well, also, I really like that he was skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like tall and skinny and lanky, like Long really fingers fit, fit Spider Man sort of physicality, which I like. Yep, agreed. Cool. So, Amazing Spider-Man, about three, three and a half in that range. Not perfect, but uh, not awful. Go to Spider.com. You can uh, read Paul's great review. Even if you agree with him, it's a wonderfully written review. Uh, And you can also come to iFanboy.com and talk about the movie. Tell us what you thought. And come to iFanboy.com for the daily uh, content for our weekly podcast about the comics. And you'll come back in a couple of weeks for The Dark Knight Rises, uh, which we cap off the Nolan trilogy. Exciting, which I uh, which I'm going out on record. I have a bet with a friend of mine. I don't think the Batman movie will outpace Avengers in terms of box office. 
Yep. It'd be really difficult. It's the third highest grossing film of all time. Well, yeah, but but it it, it beat the last Batman movie. I mean, like the the, the what do we do there. when we fall down, Bruce? <laughs> that was it awful. was only six days. I, I can only say those other two phrases, and they're not even that good. <laughs> You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. I watched right. that. I watched that recently, and and I didn't know that line was going to be in it, and I, I was tickled. <laughs> All right, until next time, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. Get back up, sir. He was only six. I can't even. He do was it. only sixteen years old. <laughs>